Get ready to innovate and organize your workspace with Metro. As the industry leader in storage and distribution systems, Metro is here to transform and organize your kitchen. With their premium solutions, you'll experience the Metro difference. Metro's sturdy and versatile shelving units, workstations, holding cabinets, and utility carts are designed to streamline operations and maximize your productivity. Don't settle for imitators. Metro products last longer and offer unparalleled quality and durability. Plus, the many customization options ensure that your space is tailored to your unique needs. Hey, we use them here at Walk & Talk. Say goodbye to chaos and hello to order with Metro Shelving. Visit their website or contact them today to start designing your perfect space. Metro Shelving, your partner in organization and efficiency. food fam this is the walk and talk podcast and i am your host carl fiorini uh we're podcasting on site at ibis images studios where food photography comes alive on the menu today and thank you peninsula food service for supplying the proteins for the production uh we've got this oh my gosh it's a lemoncello agave paste porchetta uh my gosh uh, the guest today is uh, the guest today is uh, he's a friend of ours. All right, uh, we're talking about a, a walk and talk media culinary partner. That means check out his restaurant recipes video series on thewalkandtalk.com. The chef Thomas Parker. Uh, he'll be joining us in a bit. He cooked up this uh, BLF GT thing, and we're going to get into that. And it was freaking amazing. Uh, Jefferson Starship, Chef Jeffrey Schlissel, my man. Uh, why don't we jump into pre-shift and uh, why don't you explain uh, some of these dishes that uh, you cooked up today to the audience, you son of a bee. You know, it, it was one of those things we were talking about what we would want to do for September and I wanted to showcase some stuff going into fall. And I also want to do something that, you know, people can grill and it's some stuff that's not been seen before, hasn't been seen in a while. It's like trusting that we talked uh, like 50 shades of pork. So porchetta is the best of both worlds. It has a pork tenderloin in the center of it. Then it wraps around the entire thing is the pork belly. But it's what you put inside the the rub that gives it the uh, intensity of the flavor profile. This one we did, the sun-dried tomato, pickled garlic, pickled fennel, uh, sun-dried tomato oil, salt, pepper, fennel, pollen, and a little bit of fennel Greek that we talked about with Chef Thomas earlier. And then um, we served that with chimichurri, and then we did polenta cake. All right, wait a minute. The polenta cake is ridiculous. I, I like polenta, but I've never, I've not ever had it in that application before. Yeah, it's so you know. Back in the day when I was going through culinary school and I did my externship, it was at uh, La Cucina Toscana in the Bonaventure Hotel and Spa, and Patrick uh, Small. Kamachi, Smal Kamachi, who's the chef, he was from France, we would do polenta, and it had to be different forms of polenta, and we would try to come up with different things, and then we did the grilled polenta, and that char, when you have a beautiful you know, grill going, and then you have that char flavor in there, it really locks it in, and we're trying to you know, do that with the searzol, which is a tool that I brought, thank God I brought it to John, because I'm always the one that comes over here and spends money when I leave, because he has these neat little gadgets. <laughs> Today, I did it to him, so it's on Amazon, and it's one of the things that you take a little torch you do for, like, a plumber, 
and it goes, it fits over that um, torch. It heats up to about 800 to about 1200 degrees, depending on where you, how far you put it in as far as it looks like a, it looks like a floodlight. Doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And it just gets super wicked hot and you can sear tuna, you can sear um, steak to it. But what's really good is you can also sear applications you would never think of like bread, like polenta cakes. So that's where I was kind of using it today. Did I mention how amazing the polenta cakes are? Yeah, we'll have two different cheeses in there, too. We also used, because um, Pooch reached out, he said, hey, where can I get some Violet, um, which is up in your neck of the woods, Foodie Chef. patootie Foodie in patootie. the house. Definitely. Yeah, so when Thomas moves up to Georgia, that's actually where it comes from. It's this yellow and purple corn. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is going to be really cool. It's going to have different colors. The flavor profile was sweet. It was really cool to have that in there. But then the manchego and the fontina, it plays with your the palate. Yeah, the uh, the fontina, you you get that first, and and then it ends. I'm sorry, it was grand panada. Sorry, grand panada. Sorry, that's what it was. That you get yeah, first, yeah, and then it ends on the manchego. Yeah, and it was fantastic. And then uh, fantastic. Th- how about that sandwich though? Oh my god! So we took the porchetta. We did uh, charred broccoli rabe. We did a slaw with uzu. Had that lemon or le- lemoncello glaze on the top of that. And then it had um, the Fontina and the, uh, what was the other cheese? Fontina and provolone. That's what I used. And we then caramelized the outside and we had garlic and uh, uh, onions that we pureed and then use that as like a, like the base or a sauce. And then the last but not least, we had these beautiful porterhouse. I think they were like three inch cut thickness of domestic lamb porterhouses that were just insane. Yeah. And then I dusted that with, um, matcha green tea with mint, a little bit of salt, and then hit that with a black garlic reduction with farro, which is this beautiful, it's almost like a rice. It's a grain. It's a, one of those ancient grains. And then did that in the style of risotto. And then we did, um, blistered tomatoes on there as well. And then for the piece of resistance, because you work with a camera guy who says, where's the textures, where are your colors, where's this? So I did something that was a little bit different. I took, um, one of those things that's on social media is where the, everybody's doing dehydrated, you know, uh, pears and they're can or candying them. So I just dehydrated them with, um, blackberry. And then mm. I first glazed it with harissa, which is a North African pepper and a little bit of thyme, some salt. And then dehydrated. And a chef was asking me how long it take you. It was like 15 hours. Uh, first at 160 degrees for about five or six hours. And then I dropped it down to 120 for the remaining 10 hours. But they were, they were delicious. And for those of you out there keeping track on this, um, when you see the pictures of this dehydrated fruit on the plate, you're definitely going to want to listen to this again and take note of uh, the temps and, the, uh, and how long. Because everything was freaking amazing. I'm going to have to bring uh, you, when I go to the doctor next, I'm, I'm taking you as proof of why I'm just, you know, what's well, happening to me. And your wardrobe. My body is just <laughs> is transforming. In a, yeah. Oh my God. But you're having fun doing it. It's the, I, I, I mean, I said it the other day. This is the best, <laughs> nicest 25 pounds I've ever gained in my, the, the yeah, funnest, in my life. It's what you said is the funnest. It's the funnest, yeah. But it, here's it, the problem with today because, you know, Chef brought in his, his sandwich that we're going to talk about in a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had to plead with John 
Actually, because we went into a food coma, we actually are on an espresso right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I mean, I'm I'm ready to crawl up under the table, and go to sleep. Like I can, I'll sleep for 15 hours right now. Right there to your right, there's a little pillow right next to Smokey. Yeah. You can have a seat. Yeah. I mean, it, I'll I can sleep 15 hours. I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna have another three inches on the waist. You see how that works? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, people. Look, don't do what I do. Don't do it. Run the other way. Well, what's great about what we're talking about here is we're going to talk about techniques today, mm-hmm. but in the future, we're actually going to have part of our uh, website's going to have like the school of the walk and talk. Yeah. So you can actually get the, the intimate details of how chefs really put out some really good food because here's the, and then when Thomas Parker comes on, he'll tell you too. So you, you don't have to, it's not brain surgery we're doing. It's just that we've learned over a period of time of how to, execute food the right way. Right. So, and when we get into the different techniques, I am going to share the techniques of the chew <laughs> and the swallow and of the uh, portion right, of bite go, and going to your Amazon and ordering the next size up on pants. <laughs> I'm going to get into that. All right. What was the BTS today that somebody called you? Oh, so Amy says, Amy uh, shoots the thing on the social media and she's like, uh, uh, what's BTS? Is that uh, big uh, big tummy status? And I'm like, oh my god, it's brilliant! Yeah, I got big tummy status in the house. That's exactly what's going on here. Oh my goodness, hit the nail on the head. Yes, and she's supposed to bring bread someday, dude. Look, I know you're hearing this uh, at this stage, Amy. You're, you're listening, right? But um, bring me the bread. Okay. Well, what do you want? She's got sourdough. She's sourdough. got English muffins. No, 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 she's got sour- oh, challah. She's I don't, got. I want the. I, I want the. I want to eat like bulls. Look, stop, stop <laughs> it. Sourdough or English muffins? Perfect. Yes. Oh, they're sourdough English muffins. By the oh way. my god, stop it. Yeah. I don't know what to do. I want to throw myself off a building. <laughs> Just like oh my god. Ah. All right. Um, by the way, stretch pants is order those. I think they don't, have don't, don't they have those yeah. like the ones that look like jeans? <laughs> yeah, like now they get, yeah, yeah. You need those. That's, I've, I'm graduating to something different in my life here. Okay, uh, enough about uh, enough about me. Um, Tamis Packer, what's going on? What is up, my brother? How are you doing? Oh, good, man. Good. Man, you got like so we got a lot of cool stuff, cool things happening here uh, on the show, but you. You have cool things happening right now as well. Why don't you talk about it? God, I do. My life has changed so much over the last two months. You know, I I was at the Carroll Hotel doing my thing there, and then all of a sudden, uh, Mainsail Lodging and Development, who is who I work for, um, they brought this amazing opportunity to meet. Um, I get to go up to Fayetteville, Georgia. I'm you know, the, this hotel's not even opening until January 18th mm. of 2024. So we're five months out still. Mm-hmm. And I get to be a part of the design and build of the entire food and beverage culinary operation in this hotel. Um, never, I've done openings before, but never have I had this much time and to, to really put a craft on creating, you know, the, and, more so than that, the theme of this hotel is every chef's dream. It's the art of storytelling. Mm. Yeah, all right. So the 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 actual build of this of the property is very unique, right? And and I feel like let's spend a minute, okay? 
it tell talk about like a bit of this what, what this is going to be because I think the I think the people who are listening to this uh, are going to start booking in advance. Yeah, it, it is in the town of Trillith, which is in Fayetteville, Georgia. So Trillith is not actually a town; it is a little township that has been created there. Um, if you've ever heard of Trillith before, it's probably because of Trillith Studios which is now the largest movie production studio in the country, not Hollywood, not LA. It's in Fayetteville, Georgia. It's where, you know, the Avengers movies have been filmed. Mostly all the Marvel movies as of late. What about walking? The walking dead is the, that out there too? The walking dead was yeah. filmed there. I mean, there's so much going on. I can go, I can go for the next 20 minutes of things that I've been told. Um, but super cool. Um, I was there two weeks ago and they, they took us on the whole golf cart tour of the studios lasted an hour. That's how big this facility is. You get to go inside of one of the, one of the studios and you see that it's five stories tall. Like it's just a big empty room and that's where these sets are built and everything you see. And I just watched the new uh, guardians of the galaxy movie and, when we come up there and we start doing filming with you, okay, for restaurant recipes on the new property, I want to golf where I want to go where where Carl loses his eye, okay. That's where I, if you, if somebody can just bring me there, all right. I'm surprised you haven't done that in the kitchen yet. Uh, I mean, it wasn't reported. It wasn't reported. I mean, you know, yeah. There was there was an incident. No, I'm kidding. Never happened. Um. But, but, but the books and the, you know, the hotel and yeah, yeah. like I said, the theme of the hotel is the art of storytelling. So the entire design of the hotel is on old school literature and movie, anything that tells a story, which can be anything. Um, which is why like I'm curating my menus around every dish, having a story behind it of some sort, whether it's this famous meal from literature or in this movie, there was a huge scene as they were eating this meal or something. My mother taught me how to cook. I have, I have something for you. How about one of the dishes? Like when somebody wants like a, a guiltless sort of a dish, you know, something, you know, low fat, whatever, call it the Lilliputian salad. No, Lilliput, Lilliput. <laughs> no, no, all right. No. Okay. Yeah, leave, I mean, it's that, lost. Leave that up for us. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, entertainment here is lost on you guys. Um, all right, so speaking of storytelling, let's get you to talk, uh, tell a story about that amazing sandwich. Attention chefs and food buyers. Are you looking to improve your proteins program with quality and service by the best in the beef business? Reach out to Peninsula Food Service. With 25 butchers on staff, their services will dazzle you and impress your dining guests. Peninsula is the largest Creekstone farm distributor in the Southeast United States. Let the gang at Peninsula Food Service cut your beef burdens away and ask about their dry-aged program. Look them up at PeninsulaFood.com.
the uh, the BLFGT is what we called it, huh? So bacon, lettuce, fried green tomato. Um, another thing that I really want to focus on is that that local cuisine and in South Georgia, even here in Florida, you know, you have you have the southern cuisine that that always hits home around here. Um, so the movie Fried Green Tomatoes was filmed in Julieta, Georgia. Of course it was. And uh, they they turned a, a corner store into what they called the Whistle Stop Cafe. And their big their big seller was Fried Green Tomatoes. And actually, after the movie was done filming, the owner of the corner store turned his store into the, the Whistle Stop Cafe. And they continue to sell fried green tomatoes to this day. You actually made fried green tomatoes like sexy today. Like that sandwich was pretty, pretty amazing right now. It seems that whenever you hear me talk about the food and oh, it's, it's so great, it's amazing. It is, it is. And and it seems like every time there's another dish, whether it's Jeff or you, I don't know what to do with myself. Well, that's, that's, that's why your belly got big. Oh my God. But the, 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 so the, there was an aioli on there. There was the, the candied bacon. Like, dude, are you crazy? Yeah, get the said, hell out of here. Okay. Jeffrey said that's it how, best. that's how awesome it is. Just get out. I'm not kidding. So tell me. Je- Jeffrey said it best. Like we've been doing this for so many years now. We, we take your, your simple sandwich, like a BLT, which is what normally toasted bread, bacon, lettuce, tomato, mayonnaise. mayonnaise right. So we figure out over the course of time, what works, what flavor profiles go together. How do you, how do you turn something simple into something phenomenal? Elevated. Elevated. Yes. Well, and, and it, here's the other thing too. I mean, when chef was doing it, he wasn't using commodity break bacon, which is like, um, probably 12 to 17 slices for a pound where his was probably like eight mm-hmm. slices a pound. So it's oh, the man, thickest it's thick. So it wasn't a lard on, but it was definitely, thick cut bacon so that actually really elevates the sandwich in itself and then the candy that he put on there with the different spices and herbs that he had on it i mean between the between the spice profile and then hitting like a, a nice piece of fried like the fat of the bacon oh my god i mean it's like melt in your mouth well that crispy melt in your mouth it's the weird chipotle it's aioli was fire totally it, it works so well with the, the bacon because yeah. the smokiness it's dope <laughs> just saying <laughs> um it's a craveable sandwich it's totally a craveable sandwich yes and you know the walk and talk podcast is a craveable podcast and i've been actually putting that out on the social media in tags you know um this is a craveable podcast and it, it is in line with everything that we're eating on this show and your sandwich was no nothing short of that so that's freaking amazing um. All right. It's a lot easier to play with green tomatoes because that's what you usually get anyways when you order fresh. <laughs> and, and true, you're true using, story. True story. Uh, <clears throat> now I'll, watch. You're going to order green tomatoes and they're going to come in red. <laughs> yeah. You know. You know the worst one. The worst tomatoes for me. I was in produce for twenty something years. Uh, I can't stand the pinkies. The pink tomatoes, like for gas gas tomatoes. Ah, I don't know how anybody orders those things. I mean, I I get food cost, but dude, like. Ugh. It's it's such a it's such a an anchor to the quality of whatever dish you're trying to put out when you have a pinky on there. Well, think about the pinky. What do they do with it normally? The, it goes in the cooler. Yeah, 
So how is it supposed to well, ripen? It, w- it wouldn't ripen anyway. Right. It's never going to gassed. It's gassed. It's never going to be, you know, it's never going to get to be this beautiful red tomato. Well, it's like what we're talking in the green room. It's called farm to fable. Not, not to quote, you know, misquote Keith, but you know, that's, it's exactly it. It's farm to fable. A farm, so that's actually a brilliant, um, you know, sub name, uh, you know, to what goes on out in the trade, mm-hmm. you know, uh, where you get people who are like, yeah, everything's, you know, f- fresh, local from wherever, you know, I get it right around the corner, yada, yada. I had a guy, I had a chef call me, this was years ago. This was in South Florida. He calls me up frantic. It was in the dead, like dog days of summer. He calls me up. He's like, Carl, Carl, uh, I need your help. I'm like, so what's the matter? You sound like you're like, you know, the cops are outside the front door or something. He, goes, oh, he says, I remember uh, the story. He says, uh, the news is here. Okay. He goes, they're, they're calling me out on my menu because I have everything on there is local, you know, and, and I don't have, and, and I don't have anything in the, in the cooler. Well, I, I need something that's local. What do you got? I'm like, dude, it's like June, August, whatever it was. I'm like, there's nothing. There's, there's no local anything here. You, you know what I mean? Like there's sweat, sweat. <laughs> um, so, I mean, yeah. So he got, um, again, I'm not naming names or whatever. He's a good guy. It's just, you know, long story short is, chefs don't box yourself in on your menus. If you're go- if you're going to play that game, at least put like when available, you know what I mean? So you have an out or better yet get with farmers that are doing hydroponic or indoor or something that you could do that you're going to use things that are seasonal. Sure. Well, that's the, you know, I, I think we should get back to actual that's seasons. That's exactly my point. Yeah. Seasons. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm look, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I want to have uh, watermelon and, you know, wintertime too, but, Really, I don't. You know what I mean? It doesn't taste the same anyway. All the stuff that gets shipped in from elsewhere, by the time it gets here, it's I don't. I'm not. I'm not for it. I think there should be seasons, and it gives it gives everybody some something to look forward to in terms of like something fun in life to look forward to. Oh, it's seasonal. Oh, it's going to be ready in a few months. Man, I haven't had that since last year. I can't wait to have whatever that item is. You know what's crazy about that? You know, I've only been here in Florida for three years now. You're lucky. Coming from the Midwest. Every single good restaurant in the North, you have four seasonal menus a year. And, and, you know, if you have your restaurant, you're waiting for that menu to come out. I've noticed that down here, like, that just doesn't happen. Doesn't exist. Well, what happens is the owner of the restaurant and they have, when they open up and the guests come in and if they change the menu, where's that dish? You have to have that on the dish. No, it's, you know, why can't we say, listen, that dish is like, for instance, grouper. Why would you have your uh, grouper on your menu during April, March or March, April, May? It's the season's closed. It goes up to $20 a pound. There's other fish out there. We more can get. than that now. Yeah, is it really? Yeah, Re- refresh grouper out of season. Refresh, refresh. Yeah, not you know what fresh. that is. That's frozen and thawed. Yeah, sounds yeah. really good. Refreshed grouper out of season, twenty five dollars a pound. Oof. Walk and Talk Podcast, now sweetened by Noble Citrus. Bite into a juicy crunch tangerine. 40 years perfected. Seedless and oh so tasty. Or savor a starburst pomelo. The giant citrus with a unique zing. Don't miss autumn honey tangerines. Big and easy to peel. Noble. 
generations of citrus expertise, delivering exceptional flavor year-round. Taste the difference with Noble Citrus. You know, my mother-in-law, she would be like, yeah, yeah, like that. I mean, that, that's the problem, though. I mean, if we develop menus and think, you know, broad-based instead of just, you know, micromanaging and saying this is what it's going to be and that's it, that's the problem. And when you see things and, like, it says red shrimp on the menu, um, red shrimp is actually from the Pacific and usually off of the coast of Argentina and Chile. It's not, you know, local. Local here in South Florida is browns, the Gulf shrimp, or the pinks, which are going to be down in Key West. And you're going to pay a lot of, lot of money for it. That's but the problem. But well, listen, there's a price. Uh, there's a price for that, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't know. Like that's a whole other story. But, um, but yeah, I, I feel like um, I feel like that's a topic that's not brought up enough out there. Speaking of which, when you're when you open the hotel, you're going to have four different times a year that you're going to change your menu, or what are you going to do there? How are you going to work that out? I don't know yet. I've been playing around with uh, with Grant Ackett's idea at Next. Uh, having menus themed around a specific cuisine at a specific time um, and doing menus based off that versus just, and I mean, obviously they'll be based around seasonality and what's available at the time, but I haven't really figured that out yet. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, your beef is beef, you know, your, your meats for the most part uh, are pretty, pretty solid. Well, they'll swing, like, for instance, you know, like veal or, or filet mignon or your ribeye will, December, that will start to climb up because you have New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's but, that's just a supply and demand thing, but mm-hmm. it's available. It, it, there, you know, like, it's, there's always something out there being raised. It's not like, uh, you know, cows are seasonal, you know what I mean, for the most part. Oh, yeah. and, and so what are we really talking about? We're talking about fruits and veg. We're talking about, you okay, Grandpa? We're talking about uh, fruits and veg, right? And we're talking about seafood. Seafood, yeah. So, you know, I'm just looking at it from just a guy who eats a lot, right? You should be able to put together menus that are pretty robust with stuff that's around, you know? Um, I don't know. When you're designing your menu for this upcoming um, hotel, are you also contemplating, like, not only the theme of the restaurant, but, like, the, the storytelling but interaction with the guest as well. Yeah. So the, the flagship restaurant is going to be called prologue. And if you know what a prologue is, it's the the introduction to the introduction of a piece of literature. Um, so the, the, the idea behind it is, you know, every dish on the menu has a story and your server there then for becomes your prologue. Um, as the guest chooses, they, they explain the story behind it, you know, without getting too hokey and, making it i mean are they going to dress the part no they're not dressing okay. up God. just kidding come on i mean <laughs> could, we're, we're like, here to entertain you know what i mean come it could on. be like the uh fred savage movie where he's uh sick in bed and uh what is that called the princess bride <laughs> andre the giant andre the giant <laughs> <laughs> guy comes out dressed like him <laughs> it's inconceivable <laughs> it's, see that's why you're that's why we have you around Jeff. Yeah. you go up this good stuff I just love the concept of that whole idea because I mean, think that's one of the things when you look at now that we're three years out of COVID, you look now and go, where's our industry going? Like we talked earlier in the green room about um, 
tapas bars and you know small plates are going to be where I think where we're going to go. So people are shareable. But the other aspect of it is think about like when you go out to eat now, you're just, they slop down the food and that's it. There's no entertainment value when before we had entertainment, that's why you went out to eat. Hard yeah. But everybody, life. everybody's the, the workforce disappeared. You know, I mean, it's taken still. this, it's still, <laughs> it's, it's still yeah. very uh, sparse to, to begin with mm-hmm. now. So it's hard to find people who, you know, are going to dress up uh, like the Lilliputians from Gulliver's Travels. I, that was a good thing. I can't believe they glazed over it. Lilliputians are Lillip- from Gulliver's Travels. Travels. Yeah, man. Oh, I was thinking the Oompa Loompas. No, man. <laughs> I was the wrong one. I was a, I was the Lilliput. Gulliver. Yeah, I got it. Tra- God. I, I, had, I had the other one. I had the, uh, you know, Oompa, Doompa, Dindy, yeah, Dump. Yeah, whatever. Dirty. Um, so we got some pretty interesting news. I don't know if I told you yet. No, I don't know. Thomas? When he does that, I have no idea where he's going with it. So it doesn't gonna, it's like Russian roulette. Think about this. The world food ah. championship. Dallas, Texas this year. November. Yours truly gonna be a master judge. It's gonna be, I don't know, three hundred chef teams of uh, three people, and it's gonna be a madhouse. I'm so excited. That's cool. So it's so cool. And See, all that eating paid off. Yeah, all yeah. Eating. master judge, <laughs> <laughs> master waistline. So, but we're, here's the cool part: he's got four weeks to like train. <laughs> <laughs> today was today was like a Rocky Rocky Balboa day for me. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Instead, oh my god, we should do that behind the scenes <laughs> instead of hitting the <laughs> just force feeding him. <laughs> Well, it's, instead of like instead the, of hitting like the, the bags, <laughs> wait, wait. Instead of, hitting, instead of hitting the meat in the in the cooler, I'm just grabbing chunks of meat and just yeah. yeah. We, we can handle that. I can do it. Oh, Carl anyway. is the chef's foie. <laughs> oh wow, we're just stuffing just, his lips. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but here's the cool part: um, we're actually gonna we're gonna be doing the show, Walk and Talk podcast out there. So four days. Yeah. Yeah. How cool is that? That is so, so, cool. I, so there's a company called IMG. Okay. And they own little things called like the UFC and the WWE, you know, little things like that. Yeah. Right. They just recently over the summer, they purchased the world food championship. So now it's going to turn into, I mean, it was always pretty cool, but it's now going to get funneled a lot of cash. They're going to throw a lot of cash into it and promote the hell out of it. So I'm super excited for us to go and be part of this thing. So it's going to be dope. We should have like special, because uh, because of Mark, we should have like special jackets made like purple <laughs> or hot pink or something yeah. like that. So we stand so, out. My, my buddy, uh, Mark Conway, he uh, he's like the Ryan Seacrest of, uh, of this, uh, you know, WFC, right? Yeah. Oh, he likes to stand out. Yeah, and his and suits are phenomenal. Like, we met him. Uh, we met him at the NAFM show last year, and super cool cat. He was in this blazing hot pink fuchsia, fuchsia ish <laughs> looking suit, and I'm like, I'm just like, I couldn't, I can't pull that off. I can't pull that off. I just, I don't have, I have character and energy, but not that. 
I can't do that. No, this dude, I was running around trying to get guests to come in and he goes, well, you met Mark. I'm like, no, I was, I had like three bumps of espresso and I was running around. He goes, yeah. I go, but I know his suit. It was pink. That's how I know. I didn't know his name. I know he would say Mark. I'm like, Mark, he goes, pink suit. Oh, that guy. Okay. Yeah. That's how I knew him. hundred percent. Crazy. Anyway. So, um, yeah, he called up. He's like, Hey man, what do you think about, uh, being a judge? And, and I was like, yeah, hell yeah. So super, super excited about that. Um, also excited. Someday we'll get into more information on it is, is our walk and talk, uh, you know, food extravaganza, uh, October 23rd, October 23rd at Sally Mar rooftop bar in Midtown Tampa. That's going to be badass too. Yeah. Cause it's good. It's basically, uh, like 50 or so people. It's going to be all chefs and, you know, foodie food bloggers. Yeah. So it's just cocktails and food. It's going to be badass. Uh, Jeffrey over here is going to uh, stuff everybody's face yeah. with food. You should just do, we He's should still just, in training, so I got to make sure he eats. You know, I would, I would. <laughs> it's, it's part you know, of you're going to be a couple weeks out at that point. I know. You really, you just got to really just shove it yeah. in there. I got to. You're going to drag me across the finish line, literally, literally. We got a wheelbarrow. Yeah, we got a wheelbarrow. Oh my god, it's I'm Dallas. To, I, I gotta, go, I gotta get stretchy pants. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, what were those things called? We used to wear Zumbas. No, what was a uh, Spanx? Spank? No, we didn't wear Spanx. <laughs> Actually, I want to see you in Spanx. No, you don't. And no, that's actually, you're right. I don't. Really, no. You're fired. <laughs> you don't pay me. It's oh, okay. Wait. Get out. <laughs> wow. Leave the bacon. All right. no, that's his bacon. Today. I know, but it, you're the bacon cartel. Oh, God. Do I got to like explain no, everything I got today? It. I got it. Speaking of Lilliputian, my God. <laughs> so, all right, but um, but yeah, no, uh, we have a lot to do. Like we need so, um, Victor. Wait, wait, new wait. chef. Yeah. Well, we're looking for some sponsors for this, mm -hmm. you know, because what we will do is uh, I will be wearing, you know, probably a jacket or whatever. Um, you'll have a chef coat, obviously. And I uh, too. yeah, but I want to get them all like NASCAR logoed up. You know what I mean? Um, so if you're if you're listening to this and you want to be a sponsor for this event, it's going to be televised. It's giant. There's going to be probably 10,000 people there over the course of four days. If not more, if not more, um, it's like mass hysteria, dogs and cats sleeping together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. The, whatever. What, what else falls from the sky? What was it from the, the meatballs? Meatballs. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, if you look at, yeah, we are looking for sponsorship. So, um, you know, contact, uh, give us a ring a ding. You know what I'm saying? Out there. Can you hear me? Okay. We have, we have somebody that I actually sent to is Angela. I did reach out to her. So I'm talking to her. So hopefully we'll get some good news from that. Yeah. You know who wants to get involved? Oh, you know who's going to get involved with this is uh, Foodie Patootie. Yeah. Good old Pooch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pooch Sean, Pooch. Yeah. Sean Rivera. Yeah. He's a good guy. He's <clears throat> a super good guy. And very soon, he'll probably he'll probably be the chef personality that we kick off this, uh, you know, um, chef on the street um you know, situation with segment segment. Mm -hmm. Uh, and he's looking to come. He's going to be here, uh, anytime. He wanted to come like yesterday. I know. <laughs> he's like, it's so cheap. So I'll just fly and fly back. Yeah. He's from new Orleans. And, uh, so he's going to be the, uh, you know, eyes and ears of, uh, of new Orleans and, you know, trending what's hot, not, and, you know, he's got some things that he wants to, you know, kind of build a platform on, which I'm not going to reveal today. I'm going to, I don't want to put it out there. But, um, yeah, it's going to be badass, you know, and he's super high energy. Like he's a lot of good character. Like I, I'm, 
I'm, I'm, there's so many things to be excited about right now. And that's just one of them. Just one of them. You're the other one, Tom. We got Jason Pooker. We have uh, Manny Hader over in California. LJ Clink over in the South or Northwest. I think uh, we had one other person that we we're talking to in the Northeast. We we're talking about, I can't remember who it was. Now. I can't now. There's so many. There was about, like a dozen chefs. Yeah. It's going to be cool. Yeah. We're taking over. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be badass, man. It's going to be cool. Um, now, when you get your legs under you, man, we're coming to the hotel. We're going to be probably four or five deep, right? And we're going to do all your restaurant recipe segments. I'm sure you're going to have some amazing cocktail program for the Dirty Dash. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We have. Are you part of that or is that they leave it? To, are you part of the cocktail pro- program or no? Um, we haven't hired an F&B director yet, but our corporate uh, beverage guy, Vicente, he's freaking phenomenal. Like a wizard with cocktails. Um, he's He's behind getting all the wines and cocktail menus together and that for us. And like the Harry Potter of. Yeah. Of yeah. Like cocktails. wizard. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to keep it, you know, into the whole movie yeah, genre, yeah. storytelling yeah. genre. Yeah. And uh, he's, he's curating the cocktails just like I am to tell the stories, to tell the, to pair with the food and, and help build those stories. Um, it's going to be dope. Dope. Yeah. I love it. Um, so we're still trying to get a house. Yep. Yeah. I think the last house that uh, Brian sent us was the one in uh, Plant City. Yeah, we're 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 gonna have a brick and mortar, and it's gonna be something special. Um, podcast studio, photography studio, um, you know, banging kitchen, cameras everywhere, and uh, I mean, we're tying it into. The butcher shop, we're tying it into the fact that we've been in the top 10 on Apple podcast charts in the food category for months and months, um, which is awesome. Thank you, people. Appreciate everybody. Sincerely, like, thank you. Uh, Vicki Webster and her last urban farmer, the, her um, review was just stellar. Yes. So thank you, Vicki. Uh, thanks for the five stars. Yeah. Yes. And, and thank you for letting me play with the, the pigs. That's weird. So weird. Well, when you bring, when your farmer's in a distress and you need to help them out, butcher or break down their pigs. Your choice of words is what's weird. Not the situation. Okay. It's your, your, it's me. Yeah. It's you. You're weird. You know what I mean? I resemble that. But I like your shirt. Thank you. You know, pirate's life. Oh, it's, oh, really? It's chefs. We're all, we're all weird. Yeah. We're wired wrong. I used to, when I, or right. When I first started, I would, uh, you know, one of my jobs, on my apprenticeship was I had to steam the lobsters every day. I used to dump the lobsters out on the, on the seafood counter and just play with them. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Who doesn't? You didn't name them or nothing. Oh yeah, we did. Oh yeah, absolutely. We, you would have to, dude. We seriously, I know this have is little races. My, my old sous chef, <laughs> my old sous chef, Alex, uh, Alex Sutherland over when I was with Umi with Carmine in West Palm or PGA, uh, we would take the lobsters, take the rubber bands off and then, Give them spatulas. They would have like sword fights. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Pete is listening. 
Oh my gosh. We, we weren't doing anything to harm them. They were just, you know, they were, they have sword fights. Wow. This is <laughs> like, like gladiator, you know, lobsterator. Or lo- yeah. Lo- I, I mean, come on, Carl. If you knew you were about to die, wouldn't you want to have a little fun beforehand? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. I mean, they don't scream that often. I mean, that long. Oh my God. <laughs> Speaking of which, we could talk about the behind the scenes of what we do to how to make things go. I mean, like, how do you stuff a lobster? Do you do it first or do you kill it first or then you boil it and then take it out? What do you do? Hey, bar and grill fans, it's Jim with Madhouse Bar Talk, where me and my co-hosts sit around and talk about the things going on around Madhouse Bar and Grill in Elyria, Ohio. The whole conversation is unscripted, uncensored, and unedited. Anywhere where you stream podcasts, just remember, Madhouse Bar Talks, baby. Kill it first. Go through the process? Yeah, kill it. Go through the whole process. Kill it, then... Yeah, you'd boil it, then stuff it. Yeah. yeah. So there's different things. Like, like for speaking of a lobster, because we're on that subject, to keep a lobster straight, mm-hmm. how do you keep a lobster tail straight? Uh, skewer. Right up the... Right up it the... Stays, yeah, it stays uh-huh. straight. So you don't have that curve. Those are little things that with nuances that we learn over a period of time. And when people say, well, how do you produce food that quick? We don't produce food that quick. We just... You know, timing, 18 minutes for this or four minutes for that and six minutes for that. So over a period of time, you just start learning and learning and developing. I think the what's the hardest thing you make that you can think of that takes a little longest? God, I don't even know. I, it, well, that, hold that, on. Wait, wait, wait. Let me reel this in. Because I'm reading John. I know I'm reading John's mind. Like John's like, you guys are like, totally off topic. Like, how the hell did you get into? How did you get into skewers and lobsters, uh, mongolios? Like, how did that happen? Let me, let me, let me, hold on, stop, stop, ready, stop. You made what do we call it? The uh, pistachio dust or what? Mm-hmm. Okay, how did you put? How did you pick your ingredients to make that? And how did you put it together? It's easy, right, or not? Well, there's because that was on the rub today for the lamb. Correct. It's it's a little more complicated than just throwing stuff together because you have to know the nuances of what's gonna enhance the flavor profile. There's some really good books out there. If somebody wants to get into it, it's like flavor profile or the flavor Bible, or there's the science behind of how we taste. But then there's also this thing like, for instance, when you make a steak, how do you know what's going to go with it? You know that a ribeye is going to taste like X. And then if you put garlic, salt and pepper, you know, those flavor profiles. If you're like me, I am like, okay, I have this, this steak, this piece of meat. Right. And then I'm like, what else do I have in this house that I can make as a side? And it's always afterthought for me. Right. Mm-hmm. And let, it, like if my wife or the, like they, they, they structure things. I am such a shoot from the hip individual uh, where we know. Yeah. I know. John and I both know, but Hey, but it works. It gels. Things come it together. Does. You know what I mean? So that's why you have people like who are structured like John and myself. Yeah. I'm smart. <laughs> I'm smart. I'm smart. I'm not like they say. Godfather reference. Yes, people. I okay. got it. All right. um, but yeah, no, I mean, the reality is I have to put people around me who do things that I don't do. And, and we're being, it's successful. You know what I mean? It's, it's, we're doing things and it's working. People, you know, our audience somehow <laughs> finds us entertaining or, or how, whatever the hell it is. I don't even, I can't do I don't even know. Like, seriously. 
Well, yeah, I mean, because I think we just do it. what we do. Because think about it, think about it, think about it. They can't like you, and they probably don't like me. How, why are they listening? I don't even know. It's the topics. It's the, it's topics. the chemistry. Yeah, it's John. It's probably John. <laughs> John does it all. He, he holds it all together. He does. He's like the uh, the safety pin here, holding up the diaper. He's the whoopee. He's the security blanket. He's the whoopee and the gold. No, the no, gold not bird? the gold no. Whoopee, oh. whoopee. Anyhow, so getting back to the rubs and stuff and where it comes from. So I've been asked, I know there's a thing on on Facebook that's been popping up. Don't stop asking chefs what their favorite meal is or what they want to cook or whatever. Somebody asked me. Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. Somebody, because I saw something like that. And it, and it basically had to do with stop asking right, chefs. Right. That's what I mean. Don't stop. stop. Hey, no, stop asking chefs. I think the, I gave the, a big middle finger to that. The proper question would be, is how do you come up with your like your menu ideas. Like how did you come up with the bacon idea today with the candied bacon? Oh, just experimenting. First of all, you, you play around with so many different ways. Like you said, you really getting an understanding of, you know, you said fenugreek earlier, you know, to know that it's super perfumey when it's in that raw state of form. But then when you cook it, it adds this, beautiful like smokiness to it oh, yeah, a little bit of, almost like maple molasses like maple, to it yeah so just just learning learning your flavor profiles and what's going to pair well together yeah i think when i was asked that question like how do you come up with stuff i look i can because i'm a huge sci-fi geek sci- i think of the matrix and i see the ribeye in my face like dripping down and then i see what goes with it like i said before salt pepper whatever and then you're like okay potatoes and then you got the camera guy over here going well, it can't be flat. It can't be this. Okay, well, then let me do peels. And then the peel's crunchy. And then I got this texture. And like today, it was like, okay, I had green, the brown, the black from the black garlic reduction. And then I came up with the idea of how do I get crunch? So I started thinking, okay, where am I going to have something with crunch? But it's not going to be thrown in there for like like a rosemary sprig like we did back in the 90s and 80s. Um, so I thought of and researched Shut up. I know you're not even that old. <laughs> and then uh, these, these young guys. Um, I researched, because I had that flavor profile book, what would go well with lamb as far as the fruit was going, because I had wanted to experiment with the pears. That's where I came up with it. And then I thought, ooh, harissa. So it was like the James Woods, you know, like, ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, this. And then, ooh, thyme. Ooh, salt. And that's how it developed. And again, an experiment. Like, I didn't even try that until it was done. And my wife always asked me, like, well, don't you taste your food? How can you taste oh the steak? I, mine's the, <laughs> the, the exact same. What, what do you mean the first time you're making it is, you know, the day you put it on the menu? Well, because it is, you know. I, I mean, what I, what I end up doing is I rub my belly like a genie lamp. And then <laughs> and it pops out. And it comes, yeah, and, it, and all of a sudden it's like, make this. You know, like, okay, there, yeah. there you go. A lot of times, you know, like I can't yell at my daughter when she sits there in the refrigerator and she holds the door open and she's looking. I can't go, what are you doing? Because I do the same thing. How can you not? (laughs) So, you know, that's funny because uh, I do spend a lot of time staring into the pantry (laughs) and into the refrigerator and I'm not bothering anyone. Mm -mm. Right? I'm just there. I pay the electric bill anyway. Like I want the door open and I want to see what's in there. I want to see what's going to like pop out at me. I'm not moving anything and looking around. These women of ours, or men, or whatever you got, they need to leave us the hell alone. <laughs> I want to stare. In, I want to stare into the refrigerator. I want to. I want a thousand yard stare into the pantry. Something is going to cap, 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 you know, catch my fancy, mm-hmm. and I'm going to eat it, and I'm going to enjoy it alone. 
Yeah, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> well, and that's the thing too. I mean, we we think the same way. We don't chefs don't do anything that's different from a mom or somebody who's cooking at home. They're cooking with love. It's just like Anthony Bourdain said. When you go to somebody's house and you're eating their food, you're cooking their soul, their love, and that's the passion they have. That's how we feel about John's uh, Café Con Leche. <laughs> Seriously. And that's how he feels about it, too. Yeah. I just realized I've had too much coffee today because I've got that woo on my uh, Philly you've, you've actually made that noise about six times in the last two and a half minutes. So <laughs> well, that, You had no idea I was doing it because, right. again, the beaker goes. Yeah. From right. the Muppets. Right. Right. <laughs> no, that's, no, that's the, the Swedish chef. Yeah, yeah that's right, the Swedish right. chef. Right. Charles Ransmore, who is Yeah. I get to work with that guy now. Uh every week. That's you, Jeff. Aren't, aren't he isn't he happy? Yes. Yes, I um um look, dude, are we ever gonna get this like I still do we know who the DJ is going to be? Do we have a menu for this October 23rd? Yeah, the menu thing? we have, we have Jonathan and I have already spoken and we've worked out the details for the drinks because I've that was secretly, the biggest one. I'm like Pete Rose and I've, I bet I've made a bet on this. We don't have <laughs> to know, do this. I wanted to, no, we put it out there. If you we have gotta, so much doubt about it, then we don't I, have to I do have, it. You I can have, have all the reins on it. I have such like a doubt. Like how I throw it back on him? Uh, I'm a doubting Thomas. I'm a doubting Thomas. I, Why I, is it Downing Thomas? It's no, Downing. No, doubting, I'm not Thomas. Is the, it's I am. D. It should be David. Doubt, doubting okay. Davis. Okay, so no, it's it's doubting. It's a Downing Thomas. That's the the saying, and there's a reason for that. But the, Mark John, there's a saying. Yeah, don't be a doubting Thomas. <sighs> Did you know? John, I didn't know that. Ben. No. He Forget just it. he just move on. All right, um, <laughs> Google it. Okay. Anyway, I can't. Uh, We're during the show. Later, Google it later. What are we talking about here? This is this is probably what people like. This this back and forth banter. Well, let, comment. What? Let them comment. Nobody comments except you know for what they they did like the big uh, tummy thing. <laughs> you can grow. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Um, all right. Uh, no, but seriously, like, I want to know what a menu is. I, I, we need, oh, we, so me and John and I had a conversation the other day and it was about putting out the, uh, the actual limitation for this thing. Um, so yeah, we're going to put some stuff out. If you're listening and you get one, great. And if you're listening and you don't get one, it's not that we don't love you. It's just, it's a 50 person thing and you know, no hard feelings. We got, what, we got 20 openings for like the regular public. We're gonna have- not really. Why? Because you got we got to bring you know uh, representatives from Peninsula, Malin. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of these. You know, like who's coming from Peninsula? Peninsula? Milan, Milan, probably Veronica. I don't know, but uh, who are you going to represent then? Hmm? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> He's just going to eat. Yeah, I'm going re- to. Thank re- you. That's what I was waiting for. I'm, Thank I'm, you, Thomas. I'm, I'm going to represent my waistline. <laughs> yeah. We should have a. We should. Have- Spandex. <laughs> we should have a GoFundMe for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's to, so you can clothe me. I need a. I need a GoFundMe for a new wardrobe. Oh my goodness, my poor children. They look at me. and They're like, "Daddy, no, stop eating." No, they don't. They don't. You're happy when you eat, so they can't be. I really look forward to Thursdays, man. I really look forward to Thursdays. Um, the other day, he, he calls me up. He goes, what are you doing? I'm like, I just got done working out. He's, meet me over here. Oh, uh, do we get to talk? Yeah, we got to talk. What'd you have for breakfast that day? <laughs> <laughs> so they have these. So this place has this. They're, it's freaking delicious. It's a, it's a beautiful. 
beautiful cinnamon roll that's just drenched with the oh dude it's it's tell me that's not amazing it was it was like a cinnamon pancake like a cinnamon bun it's not pancake. a pancake it's a freaking but it's a, it's a legit it's a cinnamon roll but it's but it's like extra okay it's not like a little cinnamon roll it's a, it's giant and I ate the hell out of it and then I had my egg sandwich I had an egg and steak uh, steak and egg sandwich too no you had a and Cuban. Grits. Oh, that was that day. Yeah. This, I do this, this often. Pass- <laughs> <laughs> I do this a lot. I, I don't know. What and what's funny is the, 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 the two servers go, we're trying to figure out where we know him from. And you look familiar too. And we're, I'm like, America's most wanted. I'm like, I, I'm like, I don't know. I come here a lot and, and eat the cinnamon rolls. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably where you know me from. Oh my goodness. Yeah. No, I, I, I last, was it last week? The week before? I was there like three or four times. You know how to maybe that's why they know you. Yeah, well, it wasn't from the podcast. Yeah, that's why you look go familiar. there that much. Well, it's probably both because I know the anyway. So I went there with like you. I went there with Richard. I went there with a few people. You you work. Don't look at me, John. You work well, every time, I, dude. I, I live right near there. That's why I went went there. It's I don't want to hear anything from him because he's tied to his desk. And that's it's, it. a, it's like Faltenberg and Brandon Boulevard. Yeah, it's it's an hour for you. He doesn't mind. Look at that. Look at his face. You need to take him there now. What's the, what was the thing in the nineties with the, with the that would stand outside the the, the convenience store? A silent Dave and uh, or silent uh, Bob. Bob, silent Bob, and yeah. that's him. <laughs> he's like he's like Penn and Teller. Penn and Teller, or where or, Teller or doesn't Jay, talk, or Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So which one was silent? I guess this is, the, <laughs> what, are, what are you doing? I dropped my phone. Okay, so since you have to do that, we, he's looking trying to put on a professional program here, and you're you're seriously since when? Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> it sounds good. Yeah, Jane, Silent Bob, Silent Bob is here. He's the one with the overcoat and the and the baseball hat. Remember? Yeah, backwards. He always had it backwards. Yeah, right. red, you red and white, right? I don't remember that. That's a little bit extra. I, I don't know, but there he is, right there. Gives a smile. Uh, you know, shakes his head, yes, no, whatever. He talks once in a while. He just doesn't like to talk. I don't want to. Who wants to listen? Who wants to hear that? Eh? I do. Do you know who this is? James Hellebuck? Yeah. Okay. He's All not right. that. He's pretty. He doesn't. He doesn't even have gray in his beard. You lie. I don't. God. He doesn't. If, if there's any. He doesn't. People, you know, say what you will, but you can always trust me to say the truth. That's the. I don't BS around. Guy doesn't have a freaking gray whisker. Why would he know Jay and Silent Bob? Well, he knew that one movie we were talking about earlier. That was an old movie. Which one was that earlier? Porky's. Yeah, Porky's. Which is so bizarre. <laughs> First of all, the Porky's franchise, uh, movie franchise, uh-huh. freaking classic. Right. Why would he know that? I don't know. There's nudes. That's I know. Why, yeah. Well, maybe that's why, yeah. Yeah, he's, Hello. He's like, uh, yeah, they, uh, they, just, hole, hole in the shower. They, they call me meat. The the <laughs> they call me meat. Yeah. Revenge uh, of the nerds. Yeah. That was a great one. Booger. That was my nickname in the fraternity. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, uh, I can say that. Yeah. Well, you were in uh, the Lambda Lambda no, Lambda. I was right? a, I'm, I'm a founding father of Pi Lambda Phi Kappa Omicron. I'm pretty sure you're a Tri Lambda. No, um, no, I was not a Tri Lambda. I'm no, yeah, yeah. no. It was, trust me, I, I've got like Cindy Orr, oh, Mike Buford, Brian, Brian Hoffman, Alan Lieberman, Danny Callahan. They can all tell you my nickname was Booger. Your nickname is Lamar. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, for people who don't know what we're talking about, Google it. Yeah. Um, Watch the movie. Yeah, I mean, it's really funny. It's not going to play well now today, like in this world, you know, but it's still hilarious. That's like, a whole podcast in itself. What cannot play today that played back then? Jefferson's is one show I can think of. Everything. <laughs> a lot. Right? Every, every, yeah. literally, literally everything. Jefferson's. <laughs> Could you imagine that? No. I all in the family? family? I loved All in the Family and Jefferson's, man. And I loved when Archie Bunker and uh, and, and uh, Mr. Jefferson, I loved when they got together. Mr. Drummond? Mr. Drummond. That was the next door neighbor yeah. to the Jeffersons. Mr. Drummond? Yeah. The white dude married to Lenny Kravitz's mother. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Mr. Drummond is is with uh, Gary uh, Coleman. Oh, no, yeah. that wasn't Drummond. That was yeah. something else. No, the father in, in, uh, in that show is Mr. Drummond. Who was the next door neighbor in the Jeffersons then? Oh, John's going to have to look it up now. I don't know. He, there Mr. He Producer? John? But you know who I'm talking about. Uh, the, the, the couple that was the mixed racial couple married next to the store. Yeah, that one, the, like the tall, uh-huh. the tall English guy. I think it was English, right? He looked. English, I think his name was John something. I could be totally wrong, and I don't remember that. That's like, that's really going way deep, and you know, not for nothing. I was uh, five years old when that was on. <laughs> so I was older. Yeah, you were. You were like eleven. No, I'm not that much older than you. You're freaking old. You have the gray. I mean, I do well, too, but, but you are the old man at the table here. Even I feel, though, wait a minute. I feel young and viral sitting next to you. Viral? You know, viral. <laughs> or viral. Viral. I'm going to go viral for being viral. <laughs> you know? We, we do have to. We're missing the boat here. Um, I don't have my glasses on, so there's no way I can see that. <laughs> it's okay, Patty. Neither does he. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I can, actually, I can actually read this. And let's. Oh, Harry Bentley. Paul, Paul Benedict. Yeah. Who's Bentley? Was the name? Harry Bentley, Paul Benedict, is the Jefferson's English next door neighbor. Bentley works as No, a- that was the one prior though. There was another one. Not Drummond, dude. Bentley. Drummond is from the I know, from, but the from Bentley uh, was Bentley was the other one. There was different strokes, dude. Yeah, but Bentley was the other one that was the black hair dude. That he was not married to the woman next door. The, that guy was a tall, blondish older guy. <sighs> I, I vaguely remember. Not, but now I, not- I know that guy you're okay, talking about was Listen, 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 listen. I think number, he was on uh, Hogan's number, Heroes. Oh, time out, time out, time out, time out. First things first, you're wrong on Drummond because that's different strokes. That's fine. And it takes different strokes for different folks. I understand that. But you're still wrong on that one. Just saying. What do you mean I'm wrong on that one? It was an English guy. I was right. That was one neighbor. There was the other neighbor that was married to... Well, I wasn't, Why are we even talking about I don't this? Know, we're, I wasn't we're a food even talk- podcast now. I wasn't talking about that neighbor. <laughs> I was talking about this this guy here. Oh, you were talking about that guy? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. then that makes sense. I didn't know that's who you're talking about. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Can you tell me, can somebody talk about some tangy barbecue sauce or something? Oh, my God. Would I, How about Tillman? Food? How about Tillman getting can somebody it? somebody get me a sandwich? Oh, what's this? Tom and, oh, Tom. yeah, that guy. That's not, that's, okay. So Tom, uh, Tom and Helen Willis. That's what, okay. Who, yeah. That's it, okay. Yeah. We're just talking about Willis. No, not that. <laughs> not again. Drummond. You were mentioning Drummond. different strokes. It's not different strokes. It's a different Willis. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. So I'm enjoying this. So the, anybody who's still listening at this point, like, <laughs> thank we, you. Thank you. And you're diehard. And you know what? Let us know because Jeff is going to make something special for you, the listener. Oh, I mean, really? if there's more than one, we have to choose. But if, uh, yeah, we'll make, you'll make something up and we'll, we'll, if they're uh, not local, I'll send them some stuff. We'll dry ice it and send it out, man. 
Because if somebody just listened through to that, 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 <laughs> they that deserve something freaking riffraff of, uh, yeah. Thomas, <laughs> I try to keep it like professional here. I try. I Look really... at that face. <laughs> <laughs> why wasn't there why, a camera on Why don't that? we have like, we have to get like, yeah, we need a, a, a static camera on. Do we on, need uh, the John, John camera. The John cam. Yeah. John cam. You have the we have the guys, the chefs on the street, and then the John Cam. The John Cam. No words, just facial expressions. <laughs> Some oh, hand yeah. gestures here and there. Hand gesture, you know. Right. Finger gestures. You're number one. You're number one. He always compliments me with that. That I'm number one, man. I freaking I love this guy. Wow. Yeah. Oh wait, that's not what it means. Oh. Okay. All right. So Tom uh Thomas, when's the uh when's the hotel opening up? January 18th. What do you so do So we're going to be there on the 19th is what you're saying. What's that? We're going to be there on the 19th then is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No. All right. So. Uh, of March. <laughs> yeah. After the holidays for sure. Uh, actually, you know what? Um, maybe we can do a spring break over there. That might be something. What my wife mean? is always breaking my balls about, you know, going somewhere uh, on spring break. We never go anywhere. There you go. Kids and everything. What are you going to do from the time now when you move up there until January? I mean, like, what's what's your schedule going to be like? Well, working from home right now, it's it's all it's the design life. and build of. Yeah. It's so weird. Never, never worked from home before. Like, not having a kitchen to walk into every day is weird as hell. Um, but... It's designing menus, designing banquet menus, you know, starting to do things to get our name out there. Can I offer you some advice? What? Listen, you have a, a wife, you have a, a, a very young child, infant. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got cats and dogs and stuff. Throw pans at them. <laughs> you know, this way you can feel like you're still at, you know, like you're at work, man. You don't want to feel, you don't want to disengage too much. Start, th- just start stuff. screaming at him for no reason. <laughs> Random. Sc- bring her into the refrigerator, open up the refrigerator, <laughs> the freezer, right? And just start yelling at her. You know what I mean? Right there with the open freezer. Why is this not organized? Yeah, it's going to be good. Well, we were, kidding. we were talking in the green room about how his wife organizes the house and my wife organizes the house, which is there's null and void. There is no organization. Yeah. Well, for them, there is. It's not chef organization. Yeah. That's another great topic to talk about in the industry is how chefs get along with their wives and. What do you mean? Well, the first, second, second fourth wife? Like, <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> which, which one exactly? Yeah, it, is take, that? it takes a few to find the right one. True story. Put up with us. Hey, let me tell you something. Salespeople uh, in the food industry have the same, um, you know, relation, relationship mm-hmm. statuses as uh, many of our kitchen uh, brethren. Yes. So just FYI, I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, we're coming up on, uh, oh, I'm coming up on, yeah, John, roll it, baby. We're coming up on an hour here. Um, oh, yeah. I, you know, Pablo Escobar? Vivas. Oh. No, Pablo Vivas, who was the uh, writer and creator of our intro music. Love that guy. Just want to do a shout out for Pablo. Um, with that said, um, we will be coming to your hotel and we're going to film, we're going to record, we're going to do some badass stuff over there with you. Are you excited? I'm super excited. I know you are. I'm going to get, did I'm, you get, you failed to mention that he's got an, an auditorium for something, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I have right. a whole kitchen theater. I'm going to put Jeffrey up there doing a butcher class. Yeah, boy. Yep. And it's all going to be televised. I love it. All right. Um, Chef Thomas Parker, thank you for coming out today. 
Chef Jefferson Starship Schlissel. Happy birthday, John. Happy birthday, Happy John birthday, Hernandez John. of Ibis Images, where food photography comes alive. Hey, thanks, everybody, for listening. You all have a wonderful, wonderful day. We are out. Let me tell you about my friends over at Citrus America and their amazing juicing equipment. They're revolutionizing the way you enjoy freshly squeezed juice. They're at the best hotels, restaurants, and markets. Their mission is simple. Develop a unique consumer experience with on-premise juicing. Deliver healthy taste options to clientele and juice more faster. It's that easy. Citrus America supplies the highest quality juicing equipment and solutions in the industry. So whether you're a small business owner or a large corporation, Citrus America has the right juicing equipment for you. Find out more at citrusamerica.com.